welcome along. Who are you then? Oh, hello. <laughs> this is exciting, isn't it? <laughs> this is unique. The first time that we've ever done a radio show together. Mm, yeah. Or in fact, the first time you've ever done a radio show full stop. Yeah, this is it. The first time. Oh my goodness. And how does it feel to be sat next to such a veteran mm. of the airwaves? Some people may say a national treasure. Who says that? You. Well, anyway, welcome to the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And we are actually live from our house. So paint a picture right now. Radio is all about theatre um, of the mind. What can you see? Can, Don't mention the messy room. Oh, right. Um, I can see a TV. A sofa, a wood burner, lots of toys everywhere. <laughs> there are lots of toys everywhere. We are in our home at the moment. Now, how long you're going to be able to experience this silence if we don't speak like this? I'm not entirely sure <laughs> because we've got Gabriel, who's our youngest. He's in his playpen, which sounds like he's a puppy that's currently being trained. <laughs> there are quite a few similarities yeah, between Gabriel and a pup. And the other two, where are they? They are upstairs at the moment. And how much charge of the iPads <laughs> got left on them? Hopefully 100%. I don't think they have, you see, because they've been on them since about seven o'clock. Well, don't be telling everyone that. Sorry, they they were basically up at 7am um, and I think uh, Elijah, he was doing his maths homework, wasn't he? He, he was doing equations and Betty, uh, she's just finishing off her artwork, which is due in next week. So uh, yeah, um, clever kids, clearly. And we've been wanting to do this for a long time. We've been wanting to just... Um, do a radio show together because you hear my voice all the time. But have you ever wondered what it's like living with me? <laughs> well, I haven't. No, <laughs> so I know. it was a question to the listeners. <laughs> have you ever wondered what it's like? I'm sure they haven't. No, living with me. And how much of this dirt are you going to dish on me in the next few weeks? It's a tell-all. Wow. Tell-all documentary. A tell-all radio show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So for those who don't know, you're called Sam. What do we need to know about you, my um, dear wife? I don't know. It is what, hard work, isn't it, this? What do you mean by that? So, it's like an interview. What do you do as a job? Okay, I'm a midwife. And how long have you been a midwife for? Uh, nine years now. And what is the highlight of being a midwife? Oh my goodness. You haven't You're been one on for a full spot. year, have you though? No, I have forgotten now what you need to have, do really. So on a serious note, you'll be going back in October. Yeah. And how are you feeling about that? Uh nervous. <laughs> and is it is it something that you're confident to go back and do or is it a case well, you, of like... You, you don't just... I can't just go back. I have to actually do some updates. I, they won't just let me loose on the, on the ward. But surely nothing biologically has changed well, with the no. patient since you were away? It, it hasn't. And I suppose after nine years, it is just like riding a bike, isn't it? You just get back on and I'll be okay. <laughs> I bet you were probably one of those who had the personal CD player, weren't you? Yeah. I'd, I used to walk to school with it. And the, the worst thing was it'd always skip. 
Oh, you even must have had a cheaper you, one then. No, I had the... Sony one. No, what's the thing that it used to have? Shock absorb. Oh. What's it called? Where the shock absorber. But depending on how expensive it was, but it depending still didn't on work. How, how long the shock, shock absorption mm. was. It still didn't work. It still skipped. But yeah, I used to have my favourite CD in it. It used to zap it, it the batteries. It was massive. Do you, it was like, how big was that? Like the size of a CD in your pocket. I had massive pockets though. Did you? Because <laughs> I had like a big trench coat. Oh no. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I didn't know you then. It was the 90s. Well, no, it wasn't. It was the t- early thousand, uh, 2000s. Uh, I can't imagine you in a trench coat. I was a goth. Well, I wasn't a goth. I was what we would have, what we, what we called a mosher. Oh, it's all coming Do you remember out. that? What's the difference between a goth and a mosher? A goth is like black things and like really gothic music, isn't it? Right. And the musher is like... It's grey no. and not quite as a dark. A is like punk rock. Which were you then? A musher. Did you have the black nail varnish and stuff like that on? I didn't have on? black. I had coloured nail varnish, should we say. I went through a phase once before I knew you of putting eyeliner on. What? Guy liner, as they used to call really? it. Really? Really. So you and were a musher as well? No, I only or did an that. Emo. I only did that. And I really suited it. If I do say so myself, I think I look really, really good. And before you start texting in, have you any photographs of me with guy liner on? No. Now, I want to talk about voices. Because okay. a friend of ours said that, don't I sound different? So we met her in person for the first time ever last Sunday. But she listens to the radio show all the time. And what did she say about me? She said, oh, doesn't he sound different when he's on the radio? <laughs> is that bad or good? It's just a different way of, a different voice, isn't it? It's a different Gareth. It's a different way of presenting yourself, I think. Which Gareth do you prefer, the radio one or the normal at home Gareth? The two very, very different people. In what way? Well... The at-home Gareth just doesn't really say very much. <laughs> you see, this is where the listener gets to find out a lot more about me than probably they want to know. Oh, I don't know. I, you just present yourself differently, don't you? I mean, it's a public image, isn't it? You can't be really grumpy on the radio. Don't think I don't you'll know, get many listeners. You are making a good job of it. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> but so... do. So, would you prefer to have the radio Gareth all the time? No. Or the at-home, quiet, normal Gareth? It's just a bit of a strange voice on the radio, isn't it? It's like an over-enthusiastic voice, do you think? Well, I don't know, because it, it is just my voice, I guess. And people... Some, so, again, a person said to me at church the other day, and I've not known him for long, but he said to me, he said, do you know... I've only just realised that when you get up at the front of church, you've got a real radio voice, haven't you? Mm. And I said to him, I've, I've genuinely, I've, I've never noticed that because I don't go on the radio and change my voice. But maybe because I can hear it in my headphones, I tend to propel it a little bit more. Well, it's, it's not that. It's, it's just a way of speaking, isn't it? It's like, it's like you're doing a presentation. It's not just a conversational voice. 
Which is why, after the ad break, we're going to hear your voice at work. <laughs> now, no. I'm going to pre <laughs> pretend that I'm the patient and you are going to no, use your voice no, because no. I have actually heard your authoritative voice, authoritative voice, when, when I ring you up at work and you don't know it's me <laughs> and you answer it in your proper, you know, midwife, I'm in charge voice. Right, so go with it, okay? I'm a lady who's mm -hmm. in labour at the moment, okay? <laughs> ring, ring. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How can I? <laughs> I can't do can it. Can I order a pizza, please? No, no. that's the wrong number. Yeah. All right. Sorry, bye. Ring, ring. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello, maternity. Hello. I might sound like a man, but I am a woman <laughs> in labour. Right, okay. And, and what's I, going on? I'm, I'm pregnant. Right, that's good. That's a start. And how many weeks pregnant are uh, you? When would you be giving... Uh, <laughs> 43. Oh, so, okay. Well, that's not good, but okay, right. And and so you're not going to be induced or anything then. You're 43 weeks, so you've gone three weeks over your due date. Yeah. And what's happening at the moment? Uh, um, it, it's, it's wanting to crawl out. <laughs> Well, okay. And are you having any contractions at the moment? Yes, quite a few. <laughs> and how many are you having in 10 minutes? Uh, oh, um, uh, 130, I think. Okay. The, well, I think this could be a prank call, so I'm, I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> no, don't. I, I can see it giving me a thumbs up. I think okay. it's ready to come out. <laughs> well. Well, if you can see it giving you a thumbs up, it's probably already out. <laughs> okay. Just ring the ring an ambulance and is the baby breathing okay? Is it crying? Is it moving around? Yes, it's on the sofa at the moment <laughs> watching EastEnders with me. <laughs> Bye. Thanks very much for your help. Okay. You've been great. Bye. And ladies and gentlemen, that was role play at its best. <laughs> A lot of love coming in for the role play. Maybe it's a weekly feature on the show no. where um, each of us take on a different role. So this week I was the pregnant woman who was 40 odd weeks gone. I think I was very concerned for her really. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a disaster that one. <laughs> it could have been. And I mean, in your career, how many times have you seen a baby giving a thumbs up to <laughs> signal the fact that <laughs> it's ready to go? Well... You can't generally see the baby when it's it's mm. ready to come out, so zero. Now, you criticise me of not actually knowing much about childbirth. Now, there will obviously be departments of childbirth, which you will know a lot more because you've given birth to a child and I'll never be able to, but... Right. What we could do is, later on in the show, you could compile a little quiz for me... Right about maybe labour, about what happens during labour, and we'll see how much I genuinely know about it, because I've been there three times, we've got three children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you impressed or were you disappointed in the way I handled it and came across? Um, Be honest. I think both, really. I think, well, I think, to be honest, you're better just doing it without the partner do you think sort of really really that involved i mean i found that better i mean you were there at the end bit just gripping onto my hand but i think the earlier stages i was sort of just 
focusing on getting through it really should we mention the fact that when our first one was being born I actually went out with Fraser yeah so that wasn't great was it so for the whole day I mean I was there for like 24 hours wasn't I but for the whole day of the sort of early labour because there was some complications I had to stay there and the midwife kept coming and saying oh um we're just going to examine you but where is your husband and every time I was just like I don't know but how often must a lady go in and you kept going to your parents for meals because it was a it was a tricky job for me it was a difficult time having to sit there in a chair and I'm do sure absolutely it was. nothing. I'm sure it was. It was very difficult. Um, but I think I was probably more involved the second time around. Well, the second and third time, I wasn't there for very long, was I? Mm. But I just find like fussing irritating. So if, if I'm ever ill or in pain I don't really want somebody fussing over me. So I think you were there right at the end. But for the other bits, I was sort of just on my own relaxing well not relaxing <laughs> do you remember when we had gabriel mm-hmm. and i was rather disappointed that you weren't being kept in overnight well it was like 4 a.m in the morning though but so I why not just go home in the next few hours because i i'll be honest here with you i liked it with the other two because i could come home oh, and i could okay. sleep in the bed all on my own but mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. i'd wake up and it was almost like it was a dream it was almost like that hadn't really happened. And then you, the other times, you sent me a text in the morning with a photograph of our new baby. And I didn't have that with Gabriel. So you, what, you, what you're telling me now is you didn't have enough sleep. You weren't having a really nice night's sleep before we got home. Welcome to the show, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. So we are, don't yawn like that, um, <laughs> We are talking love languages because Mm -hmm. one thing we want to do on this show is to talk about relationships, to talk about families, because we know there's many different people in different situations listening to this. Some people will have their kids have left home and it's just them and each other. Them and each other, does that make sense? (laughs) It's it's them and their spouse. spouse. Or other people may be single. Um, other people may be looking so what about love languages so we've done I I think we did this a while ago maybe even when we did marriage prep the love languages do you remember maybe so there's five different love languages yeah they are do you want me to read them out I'm thinking if we've got any romantic music or anything let me have a little look here if you could fill if you wanted to I mean let me just well uh, do we have to have romantic music? It's a bit cheesy, isn't it, really? Oh, no, here we go. It's all right. Just a bit of... Is that romantic? Of, it sounds well, a bit like... It's, um, it's too jolly. Oh. It's like some sort of... It reminds me of the Pink Panther, this. I don't know why. Like he's creeping oh, around. Hold on a minute. Oh. Oh, oh no, goodness. I've got them all playing at the same time. <laughs> Oh, that's like a radio headache. No. Let's just Where were we? Yeah. Love languages. Number one. Words of affirmation. So that presumably is... Saying you're really nice. Go on. Keep going. <laughs> I'm not saying it to you. Okay. I'm just explaining what it means. Number two. Acts of service. So that's like gifts and stuff. No, that's like putting the bins out. The next one is gifts. So is that... Oh, 
Oh, okay, right. The next, right. So three would be gifts. Three is gifts. Four is quality time. Right. And five is physical touch. Yours is definitely four. No, my, I think mine's one. <laughs> mine's all of them. One, words of affirmation. Do you think that? I and don't quality think that is time. yours. Are you allowed to argue these through no. and say that actually I don't think that is yours, <laughs> even though it's your choice, I can argue the toss and say, no, I don't think it is that one. N- well, no, because that just shows you don't really know the person, doesn't it, if you don't know it. so. But we'd love to know your love language and in your relationships, um, how has it gone? Have you discovered your own love language and it's basically been an absolute game changer? More from the mm. Cottrells yeah. in just a moment. We're talking about love languages. Now, we've had a message that's come in from Paul, and he said that since discovering mine and my wife's love language, it's been an absolute game changer for us because we now appreciate each other a lot more, and we do know how to do something which will make the other people person feel special and vice versa. I think the only issue with it is, is it's okay finding out what the other person's is, but I think the main part of the battle is actually being bothered to do it for the other person. Do you not? (laughs) This is why it was sort of a good idea for us to do a radio show and slightly concerning as well. I'm just saying that, you know, it's okay knowing what it is, but does knowing what it is then mean you're actually going to do it? Because were you doing anything in the first place and you were just doing the wrong thing? Like, were you constantly cleaning the house when actually that person just wanted a cuddle? But or I were you just doing nothing and knowing what it is means you're still going to do nothing? We need to know more on this message, don't we? And the thing is that I, I don't believe that anybody... So, if you came home from work and you discovered that your spouse has... top to bottom the house is absolutely sparkling clean you wouldn't be annoyed at them and say well that's not my love language is it yeah but still be a bit like yeah that's all right you but you're an example of this because i spend ages cleaning and you've been annoyed before because you've been like well i'm not even bothered if it's messy i haven't said i've not bothered if it's messy so then to me i've cleaned up and made it nice and homely for you but you've just been like well i don't care about that But that's... Right. Where's this list? Open it up because I have to share mine now because this is a fine example. So I... I, If you clean the house top to bottom, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. thank you. Um, Obviously, the kids will not catch polio off the carpet now. But the thing is that I'd be a lot more grateful and I would enjoy it more if it was... maybe words of affirmation and i like gifts as well but financially how can we support all these gifts but you know that's an aspect of that one unless i have to handcraft you the gifts every day i want you to crochet me a shawl every day of the week in fact i want the shawl to have the day of the week on the back but (laughs) It could just be a small little gift, maybe, couldn't it? Maybe it it just could be, you know, a little Terry's chocolate <laughs> orange. 
Okay. And to say, here we go, you're the most handsome, incredible man I've ever come across. Words of affirmation. They okay. don't have to necessarily be true, but <laughs> you could still just, just share them. Okay. And what can I do for you, my dear? Well, I think mine is probably... I don't know, really. It feels like it's a combination. Words of affirmation, but then acts of service and gifts and quality time. I just want it all. You want the whole lot? I just lot. want it all. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bothered about physical touch. Though. I wonder if there's... <laughs> this is a family show. I wonder if there's any way of, of, of doing something one activity or one gift which would cover the whole thing maybe it could be a gift which opens up and it speaks words of affirmation <laughs> a robot a then robot could do the whole thing it cleans your house and it for spends you. quality time with you i've just put myself out of a job here <laughs> you don't need a husband get a robot who could speak all your love languages but have you and not jobs seen, are good. Have you not seen those different like programs that have come out about that su- same subject where they get a robot in the future, like a futuristic planet, and they get a robot to come and like help them with housework, like a butler type person, and it ends up that either the husband or the wife just has an affair, I think, with it. I mean, I've never watched them. With the robot. But it, well, it seems like that might be the conclusion. <laughs> and is this a documentary? No, it's or is it a film? It's like a futuristic. I think one was on Channel Four called like was it called like Humans or something? And now, now there's a film that's come out. Is about this one. true or is it one of those weird dreams that you have, <laughs> like you dreamt when you were giving birth to Betty that Fraser rolled in on a unicycle? I didn't dream that. It was it was the medication that I was taking. It was the painkillers. Would you be shocked if I said that I planned it and he actually did do it? <laughs> it did happen. <laughs> I don't know. What, what happened now? I'm not just saying this because my other half is here, but I've genuinely really, really enjoyed this. Oh. Just sitting down. And honestly, we don't... Quality time. Well, we don't get much opportunity to actually do quality time. No. And... We've actually almost communicated better to each other on this than we have done in a long time. I think you've definitely spoke to me more I think on I have this as well. than you have all, all week. Maybe this is how I can avoid those awkward, serious conversations that <laughs> all couples need to have, but the male always avoids it. Do a radio show and it'll just happen naturally. This show, this one here, is just going to be a sort of opener and a reveal. But then every week we're going to have set topics and things that we'll do and features, maybe even prizes. And we're really looking forward to it. So thank you for joining us. And we'll be publishing it on all the regular platforms that you get your podcasts from, Spotify and Apple, and you'll be able to hear me and Mrs. Cottrell speaking Mm -hmm. about life, is it going to have a lows. name, though? What, Mar- we could call it the Cottrell cast. But you can't use that. You've used that before. Yes, but that was when me and me mates used to do it. We could rechristen it. Cottrell cast. What I do you think? Know. The co- no, or is it a bit naff, that? The Cottrell cast. I almost don't feel like a Cottrell. At home with the Cottrells. Maybe. At home with the Cottrells. Or is it a bit too long-winded, that? If you've got any ideas of yeah, what we can call I'm not sure the podcast, them, really. maybe it could be the same the name. The Cotcast. The Cotcast. 
Like cattrall. But then people will think it's about babies and talking about cots. Which, to be honest, it probably will be. Podcast. We'll have to think yeah. of it. To send but some suggestions in, definitely. Get involved that way. And we'll be back next week when we do it all again. Thank you for your company. We hope you've enjoyed it. And God bless.